0: the stories you're about to hear are entirely true they are some of history's most notorious and sinister mysteries whenever possible the actual police and witnesses involved have been used in the recreation of these events your hosts Senior mystery analysts Ben Potesky and John Nafzinger have been exploring the paranormal and the unknown for over a year. They dig deep for society's own good, working in the dark to bring the truth to light. This is Drunk Mystery. Good evening, morning, afternoon, my lovely listeners, my dedicated, devoted uh, soldiers of truth in finding out uh, the world's deepest and darkest mysteries and most nefarious and both the infamous and obscure. You get the gist. My name's John Nasker, and I'm joined always with my co-host, Ben Poteski.
1: John, that's right. My name is Ben, and tonight what I will be doing with you is helping you hold down the wrists of mystery mm. and have your deep way with it. Plug yourself into the warm hole of suspicion and conspiracy, and then strive forward lustfully for the truth until we ejaculate into the future.
0: Ejaculate the, the truth, you know what I mean? Just all over the world. Yeah, no, right now, here's what you're, hot John. I
1: mean, here's what I feel like you're doing you're holding down the wrists of mystery, smothering its mouth with a pillow, and saying, Please, please give me more. Or is this too much? And then the, and the Mystery screams, no, it's not too much. And then, you know, it keeps on going. But yeah, what are we talking mystery
0: about? Mystery didn't want you to use the safe word yet. Yeah, Mystery did saying. not want like, This is all consensual. It's no, a- this is,
1: no, absolutely. You are not raping Mystery. What it kind of sounded is, like it for a second. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> did. You're not raping Mystery. What you're doing is you're making sweet, consensual love with your lover, which is Mystery. And sometimes you and Mystery, what you want to do goes outside the confines of polite society. And sometimes Mystery wants to pretend you're a burglar that Bruce broke into your house at night and um, and will do nothing else but have his sweet way with your mysterious lips and your warm hole.
0: Right. So what are we drinking tonight, Ben? So,
1: John, what we're drinking tonight is Modelo Cerveza. Especial. Modelo Especial. It is a Mexican beer. And in Mexico, they are known for many things. They're known for their people, they're known for their land, and they're known for their fiestas. Mm. Now, Modelo Cervezo Especial is a beer that prides itself on its fiestas. Now, fiestas is Mexican for Spanish. And no, it's fi- Mexican
0: for party. Yeah, It's Spanish yeah. for party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there Span- it is. It's Spanish <laughs> it's for party. Spanish
1: for party. And that's, that's right, John. It is Spanish for party. <laughs> and here's the thing. Right now, we are having a very Hispanic party ourselves. Now, people have often told me, as you would know, that yeah. I have a very dark, almost African complexion.
0: Yeah, I've heard a few people say that to you. Yeah, That's, so I mean, here I thing. have never said that. I don't think it would be a
1: far stretch for me, despite my DNA DNA test saying that I'm almost pure. Yeah, you know that, um, almost that exclusively, and Irish. But here's the thing: like, if I wasn't, what I would think I would be was a large Hispanic man who is drinking Modelo Especial with his African grandfather As we live in Texas, you, do have, you have the
0: drinking habits of a large Hispanic man. It's typically Modelo, dosa there's some chicate in the mix. It's
1: Dosakis. it's not do, dosa Don't try Dos to be fucking Whatever. cute here.
0: Whatever. But I'm, what I'm saying is you're also a proponent of tequila. Um, no, I'm not. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Look, yeah. Ben, like tonight, because it's... it's I'm just def- not. Yeah, right. You also don't have a dark complexion.
1: Yes, I do. I'm I'm here to
0: break the news to you. You don't. I'm
1: extremely tall. I'm extremely dark. I'm extremely handsome.
0: Dark, just chocolate brown eyes. Just
1: chocolate brown eyes. I look like a Hershey's Kiss.
0: Cocoa butter skin. If it was
1: made into a human being. But John, you know what? I'm tired of talking about this shit and how delicious Modelo Especial is. Let's talk about this mystery. All right, fine. Wait a minute. How drunk are we?
0: Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 6-ish. I'd
1: say I'm about You're a 6. You were party drunken all day. Yeah, You're I, I, was, I was drinking on a boat before I got here, and now I'm drinking as a man while I am
0: here. An independent spirit. Yeah. So, okay, let's just what dive into the What are we talking about today? We'll get to it. I want to do a little, little tease. So, following Kenneth Arnold's sighting. Who was Kenneth Arnold? He was the father of UFOs. Dip he was shit. the father of He's UFOs literally that was
1: spoke. The, Kenneth Arnold was the father of UFOs that we spoke about in the first episode of Drunk Mysteries, it's important to say these things.
0: So Kenneth Arnold, his sighting of unexplained aerial... If you want to hear
1: what it was, go back and listen. His...
0: Kenneth Arnold, who we spoke about in the very first episode of the Drunk Mysteries podcast, um, was one of the first people to actually uh, credibly, uh, you know, be a credible source and say, hey, I saw something in the sky that sort of defies logic. And following his sighting of what they would call unexplained aerial phenomena that happened in the Nevada desert, if you want more information, go back to episode one of Drunk Mysteries. Please. Um, the world would then split into two groups, those who believed him and would subsequently believe that we are not alone in the universe and then those that didn't believe them and thought that we were probably alone in the universe, but those people were stupid. In the decades that would come, the first group would research, study, theorize, and on occasion act upon beliefs that maybe government or international conspiracy was afoot. Um,
1: So, John, basically what you're saying is that following the very first episode of Drug Mysteries in which we covered, in which we historically exposed the truth about the Kenneth Arnold UFO sighting, what happened was this, is a worldwide pandemic of intellectual curiosity took off in which there were two camps, one that believed Kenneth Arnold was in fact telling the truth about his witnessing of UFOs, and the other one. Which was not. And they were claiming that UFOs not only weren't real. Close. Wait, but were part of some government cover up which would only be aimed at enslaving us all. Close, but it happened
0: after Kenneth Arnold's sighting, not after our podcast. No, 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 no. It
1: happened after both.
0: Right, right, this, right, right. It right, happened
1: right. after both.
0: Alas, there was never truly any believable proof, albeit for either side. And they, you know, as much as they couldn't prove aliens existed, the other group couldn't f- prove that aliens didn't exist. They couldn't explicitly disprove it. But an aging senator and a capitalist both believed that not only could these objects be perusing our skies, but they deserved the full weight of the US Defense Department to investigate.
1: Was this an aging senator that was also a capitalist, or was it two separate people? Two separate people, yeah. Okay, so advice. there was an aging senator and a capitalist. We'll name so, him shortly, just so, so, building drama. So folks, tonight what we are going to do is that we are going to discuss the recently declassified materials on the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, also known as the AATIP, which is The shadowy government program, which has been probing UFOs for the past 50 years. And tonight, we figure out exactly what they have found, and if and when they're going to take us all as hostages. So,
0: while the FBI and other intelligence agencies have been investigating in strange, extraneous ways, the existence of aliens and UFOs. Uh, this particular program, the AATIP program, uh, d- uh, began in 2007. In a clandestine, AATIP. ATIP. It was a clandestine program that began in 2007 and was initially funded largely at the request of uh, Harry Reid, then a Democratic senator from Nevada, who had a long a peak had long had a peaked interest when it came to interstellar interstellar phenomena.
1: Wait, John, can I take a quick fact for the yeah, audience? Go ahead, good. So, true story, Harry Reid is currently believed to both be the most beloved and trusted man in America with an over 7,000% approval rating and three girlfriends, one wife, and over 17 children.
0: See, the first half of that I do believe, the second half about the three girlfriends?
1: You believe he's the most trusted man in America?
0: Okay, you're right. I actually don't believe anything. No, of
1: he's he's not even remotely the most trusted. Folks, here's what I'm saying. Don't believe everything you hear because none of what I said was true. And if you believed what I said, you have failed this test. And you know what you are? Pray for the mainstream liberal elite. John, keep going.
0: Right. So, okay, Ben's on that level. Um, uh, anyway, so most of the funding went to an aerospace research company run by a billionaire entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Reed's, uh, Senator Reed's. By the name of Robert Bigelow.
1: Not uh, to be confused with Deuce Bigelow, male, male Jiggalo, Jiggalo,
0: Who is currently working with NASA to produce expandable craft for humans to use in space.
1: Can I elaborate on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, please, go ahead. So what Robert Bigelow, who is a billionaire and aerospace engineer, is currently doing in today's age, is he is basically building giant balloon houses that he thinks will be able to attach to rockets, and then astronauts will be able to live to in, in them in space. And that's what Robert Bigelow's doing. I can't even... He's hanging him out, more... man. Yeah, no, he's building he's fucking... fucking balloon habitats for people living in space. Yeah. And that's true. John, keep going.
0: On CBS's 60 Minutes in May of 2017, Mr. Bigelow said he was absolutely convinced... Call him Rob Bigelow. He's Rob, our Robbie Biggs, father. Uh, Robbie Bigs. Uh Bigelow. He said that basically, quote, he was absolutely convinced that aliens exist and that UFOs have visited Earth. Hmm. Working with Mr. Bigelow's Las Vegas-based company, the program produced documents that describe sightings of aircraft that seemed to move at a very high velocities with no visible signs of propulsion or that hovered with no apparent means of lift.
1: What is the name of Robert Bigelow's company? Our noises?
0: Bigelow Aerospace is the name of Robert Bigelow's Las Vegas-based company.
1: So, John, what you're saying is yes. his last name is Bigelow, but his company is also named Bigelow.
0: I assume he named the company kind of after his last name.
1: It doesn't matter. I mean, you've been reading a lot. I feel like it's my turn. So officials with the program have also studied videos of encounters between unknown objects and American military aircraft.
0: Ben, give me a 30-second recap of what okay, we so said so far. Okay, so here's what's
1: happening right now. We're not really going in the chronological-like story that we usually go in from beginning to end, folks. In case you haven't guessed it, tonight what we are talking about is Harry Reid's clandestine operation that— and Harry Reid is the existing U.S. senator who has been clandestinely funding alien investigative operations today— on evidence that we have obtained and right now we are breaking down that mystery it starts with the very first sighting of UFOs in an episode that we covered on our very on a mystery that we covered on our very first episode of drug mysteries which I highly recommend you go back and watch right. But today folks today we are talking about the billionaire who originally influenced Harry Reid to get into the alien investigating business, none other than billionaire phila- philanthropist and possible polygamist okay. Robert Bigelow. And folks, that's what we're talking about today. So, John, now, John, I'm going to take you back to the sexual year of 2004, mm. where an alien sighting occurred that was so tragic and so scary that one person called it terrifying. Now, many people say that arguably one of the biggest bombshells that all of the declassification that we spoke about brought forward was actually a piece of footage that was recorded by now retired Navy Commander Pilot David Fravor, or David the Flavor Fravor, as his friends knew. Now we're gonna play David Flavor's audio of that night right now. Folks, I want you to uh, bear in mind that this all is, is all entirely real. This is the reaction of an ace fighter pilot who is seeing something he does not understand out of his cockpit window. John, play the video. Actually, John, Rick, play the video. Control on, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the FA. Oh my gosh! We're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots from the west.
0: I'm all dude!
1: That's not our LNS, though, is it? It's not have an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a thing, it's rotating. It's pretty wacky.
0: You're right, Ben. That's honestly one of the, like, crazier things that we've seen. Though, Let's kind of describe what we saw. So basically, what we see is, like, the infrared sensor, sort of like cam footage from the uh, F-18. And there's, like, an orb, almost like, I hate to an even... An
1: egg-shaped object. Yeah,
0: I, I almost want to, like, it's similar to what you honestly would have s- seen in, like, those old, like, 1950s, Pictures of you like Bear clearly mind, but- p- altered pictures of UFOs. Like it's an orb shape that at one point and they talk about it, it rotates
1: to look where it, like it would be completely against the wind. You can see this video yourself if you so choose. Just you go should to, just go to YouTube, type in two thousand and four fighter pilot ufo it'll come right up right up and bear in mind you're hearing the reactions of an actual fighter pilot who is clearly flabbergasted by what he is seeing out of his window he has seen all
0: manner of aircraft fly around in and around his air this kind of looks like a flying
1: egg that's flying you know horizontally and then turns up diagonally to fly against the wind at one point yeah it's wackadoodle so john this is what fravor
0: described it happened um, he and another pilot were with the USS Nimitz training in, in an F-A-18F Super Hornets, and they are about 100 miles out in the Pacific Ocean when someone on the Navy cruiser USS Princeton contacted them by radio about mysterious aircraft. The ship had been tracking objects that were described as being whitish, 40 feet long, and, shaped, and shaped like Tic Tacs that would suddenly appear 80,000 feet up, then descend toward the ocean and hover at 20,000 feet before dropping out of radar range and blasting back up into the tubosphere.
1: So that seems particularly strange, John. So the ship and the pilots, obviously on the Nimitz and these other aircrafts, they work together to track one of the aircraft, these mysterious Tic Tacs, and when Fravor, the fighter pilot, who was launched into the, into the air, got close enough to examine one, it peeled away, which is where I assume we got our video from. Exactly. Fravor said, quote, It accelerated like nothing I've ever seen. Um, I have no idea what I saw. So he was flabbergasted. And while not addressing the merits of the program, Sarah Seeger, an astrophysicist with MIT and former Victoria's Secrets model, Cautioned That's not that, true. that not knowing the origin of the object does not mean that it is from another planet or galaxy. Quote, When people claim to observe truly unusual phenomena, sometimes it's worth investigating seriously, she said. But she added... What people sometimes don't get about science is that we often have the phenomena that remain unexplained. Wow. Let's talk about this.
0: Uh, so, uh-oh. like, a lot of times, you know, science is more art than science. A lot of people don't get that. And that's what Sarah says. Thanks, Rick and Morty.
1: Let's give credit to where credit's due. Thank the creators.
0: Fair, fair enough. Thanks, Justin Rowland and Dan Harmon. You okay, there know. we go. Got We're on. really happy to hear you guys got 70-episode order.
1: Don't focus on it. Keep going.
0: Anyway... Um, but the point of what she's saying is just like, look, scientists don't always have the fucking answers, uh, and they don't have them here, they don't have, because they gotta, you gotta think, in, in America, and maybe this is fucking brazen of me, but like, I imagine we have most military aircraft, like we have military technology, that, obviously that surpasses everybody that we are aware of, right? Maybe. Most, maybe, um... So who would it be, like, what are they doing? Okay, so here's
1: what yeah, I yeah, like, think.
0: give me your counter argument. Give me the argument I'm not against counter
1: argument. First of all, I'm going to affirm everything you're saying. Sure. In that, if that we do not, if, <laughs> if we are unable to explain, <clears throat> like, bear in mind, folks, I want you to think about the calamity and just. The actual significance of what it is we are saying here tonight, and this is true. You can look it up at any front page of any newspaper if you go back to about February. So, what happened is, is that the government of the United States, the Air Force specifically, has admitted... Department that, of Defense. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. And that they have, And They have admitted, the top military brass in this country, that there are things that fly in the sky sometimes that kind of look like eggs... And we don't know what they are,
0: and that we don't think they belong to any, uh, albeit earthbound nation that although, we know of. Like, although
1: we're not sure, but here's the thing: we're not sure. So, but you, it would ask, be remarkable. so you ask me what I make of this situation. Yeah. here's what I make of this situation. I think we have either one or two, maybe even three options. I think that the most likely option is is that we humanity are being visited by some sort of interdimensional and possibly interstellar intercell no i mean it would go interstellar than interdimensional species that is possibly here to enlighten us but also possibly here to turn us into slaves the second most probable answer is that it's the chinese and they've come up with some sort of dome-shaped objects which can traverse time and space the third is that it is an intergalactic group of child molesters. Okay. No, it's not that. But.
0: Intergalactic group of criminals. Yeah, intergalactic say. group of criminals. Um, and possibly humans from the future. Like, Maybe can we that- rule that out? Can we necessarily rule that out? That yeah, maybe because fe- timelines are being rifted.
1: I feel like if it was humans from the future, they wouldn't be so coy about it. They would be coming back here with
0: true. They wouldn't be coming for surveillance. This seems like
1: yeah. This seems like Scouting. observation. Like if you were or a human going back in time, it'd be because like okay, something bad happened. I need to change it.
0: Yeah right. So let's
1: let's solve this mystery. Keep going.
0: So this entire program, in the previous video we discussed, was all brought to light by wonderful investigative journalism done by the New York Times in 2017 hot off its heels in March of 2018 a second video was declassified much like the first it features experienced military pirates pilots Pilates. seeing a vessel fly Yar. through the yard maybe uh, flying through the air and, and like nothing they'd fucking ever seen the video is codenamed go fast is taken aboard again an f-18 super Hornet the footage was captured by a Raytheon advanced, Targeting systems pod, which contains the most advanced sensors and powerful tracking Lasers. systems on the market. Like basically, like it's the top of the line as far as like picking up objects and like locking onto them. Be like, it's look at it's the LeBron it,
1: James this, of planes
0: of tracking systems. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so in the video we see the F eighteen, the F eighteen traveling at Mach sixteen, approximately four thousand miles. Mach pro-
0: point, Mach point six one. Whatever, it doesn't 16. matter.
1: So Mach.61, approximately 1000 miles per hour, and it's tracking the flying object to its rear right side. They are flying at an altitude of 25,000 feet. It would take sensors, three attempts, but eventually it locks onto the uh, UFO. One oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's
0: shooting
1: shooting <laughs> uh, yeah, you uh, moving target? <laughs> No, I took an auto oh, Okay. Oh, my gosh, dude. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <And the prime. laughs> So that was pretty odd, John.
0: You can see, like, just... Describe
1: it's the, the video we just saw. Yeah,
0: so basically, like, it's 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 a video of, like, looking off if you're flying straight ahead uh, to your bottom right side, uh, looking down. It's almost like they're flying over an ocean. I think they were flying over an ocean at this time. And, like, they see just a small white dot that actually, a uh, and video breakdowns would describe it. Basically, it's cold propulsion. Like, it wasn't giving off heat. Well,
1: let's describe what they see. So they see, so what we are, the video we are describing, which you can look online, is just a video of the ocean from a fighter pilot's perspective. It's just going over the ocean, and suddenly a white dot shrieks by out of nowhere. Both fighter pilots. Below them. Both, Yeah, below them. Both fighter pilots react going, <gasps> and then suddenly they decide to track it. And so we see their video attempts to try to lock onto it, lock onto it, and eventually they lock on. And then once they lock on, what we see is a white orb-like structure traversing the seas at tremendous speed, flying above it. It's insane, folks. And if you saw this technology, you would know that our existence is mysterious at best. And let's can we just go over what this mystery is? Because it's fucking confusing me, even.
0: I mean it's it's not even so much as it, look it's definitely one of our least linear mysteries that we've ever had. Not on this and it's really it's part of an ongoing mystery that is at the core and root of Drunk Mysteries identity and that's the existence of aliens. Yeah. It was our first episode out of the gate. It's a mystery that we will never cease to stop investigating. We will no, never of cease in, and that's my point, Ben. That's why we're here tonight because our listeners demand the most updated knowledge in the search for extraterrestrial life, and frankly, this story hasn't fucking been covered in the- John- The U.S. government, the most powerful sovereign nation in the world, has roundaboutly admitted in the last six months that they have tracked and and seen aliens, that there is, because for all we know- For all we know, there's 10
1: more videos like this. John, quite frankly, I feel like you're treating me like a dummy right now. No, I'm I'm talking to- A dummy that does not know, and by the way, I have nothing but the utmost I'm respect to for. The no, our listeners are not dummies. How dare you? Our listeners are some of the most sophisticated not, people that have ever graced man, the plane of the mountain. I'm not talking about the, the, the listener
0: mountain. in a derogatory way, but what I'm no, saying John, is that let me the American public let me,
1: hasn't paid attention. Let me finish, please. God, you damn. didn't let me finish. I will not stand idly. I told you in case. I will not stand idly Passions by while we talk larry. about aliens. Without my due express consent, so God damn it. So what we are talking about today is an alien race, not, un- not unlike our own, which has come to earth to possibly turn us all into slaves. And I will be damned if I stand by and let you berate as some sort of alien, alien... Apologist? For- yeah, alien for- forgiver, apologist, alien denier... Holocaust denier, if that's No,
0: that is definitely not true. The, the Holocaust happened. I'm okay, not, I'm, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. I might be an alien apologist. I am definitely not a Holocaust denier. So,
1: John, what you're willing to say is that millions of Jews in Europe lost their lives and and suffered under Nazi Germany. Are you willing to say that? Yes, that happened. Okay. That is a fact. Audience, now we know. You There's can, a reason we haven't John, covered that on Drug audience, Ministries because it's John, not a John, I'm talking to our audience right now. You can either choose to accept that audience or you can choose to doubt John and suspect that he might even be a Holocaust denier. Please continue about aliens.
0: Right. So, wow, that was a, a hell of a lead-in. So, basically what we have is the U.S. government, the most powerful nation in the world, admitting that they, their pilots, their best and brightest— has seen shit in the sky that they cannot explain. Yeah. And they admitted it after decades of basement conspiracy theorists saying they knew about it and this, that, and the like. And they said, you're right. Actually, yeah, we have known about this, at least in the past decade. You know, 2004-ish, that's when this first video comes out. But like I said, who knows? There may be 10 more videos just like this. Ben, your no, thoughts? No, I mean,
1: here's the thing. You have to realize 2004 was the exact same year that In the Club by 50 Cent came out. and
0: A terrific it, song. It's a terrific song. A masterpiece. Song. And
1: by the way, I put G-Unit on the map. But what I really think about this is, is I think that there is no way to quantify this mystery and figure out whether or not... Aliens do in fact exist, unless we get into the power players behind um, the people that actually released this mystery. The first, of course, is none none other than Harry Reid. Harry Reid is a U.S. senator coming out of what I believe to be either Arizona or Nevada. And what he has done is he has teamed up with Robert Bigelow and many other powerful billionaires in order to expose the truth about UFOs. Now, a little background about Harry Reid. Harry Reid ground was a poor Missouri boy who grew up in the mid 1940s. His father, a chicken slayer, which is literally just a person who slays chickens for farmers for a living, was brought them up in a small um a small middle-class home in Woodbury, Connecticut. Or no, it was Nevada. I think it was Nevada. It doesn't matter. He brought them up in a state that was in America And after you know, While his father was just slaying chickens Left and right What he would do was Is he would give the boys meat To take the school to sell to the other children And after his children would sell meat To the other children They would have obviously have to bring the father back some money And if they didn't bring him back A specific rice. amount of money He would beat them with a belt until they passed out Okay. Now John we were just talking about the history Well John was pissing the audience and I were talking about the history of Harry Reid. Let's talk more about aliens, how we got to where we are now. Right, so,
0: look, we both believe that there's just no way that humans and life on this Earth, out of the cosmic vastness of space, the, we can't be the only ones that have formed some sort of sentient life in so much as just, like, Yeah, we but breathe. what if we have them? Well, do you believe that?
1: Well, no, of course and not. And I don't
0: either. So let's, as a podcast right now, because I feel like we've already done this, but let's officially state that we believe aliens exist. Yay! Yay?
1: John, I am not willing to say I believe aliens exist, but what I am willing to say is that I know I know aliens exist, and here's how I know. You just said you weren't willing to say aliens exist. No, I said I wasn't willing to- I I wasn't willing to say that I believe aliens exist, but I am willing to say I know aliens exist, because John wouldn't you I am the truth, I am the light. Wow,
0: that doesn't make sense. You know aliens exist, but you don't believe they exist. It doesn't
1: have to make sense. Here's the No, what I'm saying is. You know, folks, I feel like we've hit an intellectual stalemate right now where Same. John John just can't get past my linguistics. So, what we're going to do is we're going to move on. Right. And we're going to move on to the next section of Drunk Mysteries, in which the we. The
0: closing of the program. How um, dare you. That was headed by Luis Elizondo. Um, this is the AA tip, the AATIP. Um, it was headed by Luis Elizondo. And he resigned from the Pentagon in October of 2017. Why? In protest of government secrecy and opposition to the investigation, stating in a resignation letter that to U.S. Defense Secretary James Mattis that the program was not being taken seriously.
1: Huh. So, hmm. While the United States Department of Defense has stated that the program was terminated in 2012, the exact status of the program and its termination remains unclear. The very prestigious newspaper, The Washington Post, reported that on two, on December 16, 2017, Elizondo,
0: <laughs> Elizondo.
1: Elizondo was responsible for the public release of footage taken by United States fighter jets that appears to show aerial objects maneuvering in inexplicable and powerful directions. The in first the, video. Yeah, in the USS Princeton aerial object incident in 2004. The program manager... Louis Alonso said in two, in december twenty nineteen December actually december nineteenth, twenty seventeen, that he believed there was a very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Several in the days universe. later
0: wink wink. Several days later, Elizondo announced his involvement in founding an aerospace science paranormal and entertainment company called To the Stars Incorporated or To the Scars. Academy for Arts and Science. So let's conclude. Let's kind of bring this home. Yeah. Harry Reid, who retired from Congress in 2017, said he was proud of the program. Quote, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or sorry I got this thing going. I think it's one of the good things I did in my congressional service. I've done something that no one has ever fucking done before. Suck my dick in balls. I don't shave it. So, Ben, let's speculate wildly for a second. Aliens, what
1: do you got? Well, if Harry Reid does not, in fact, shave his balls, I mean, the only thing that I No, I I don't want to speculate with that. Well, I mean, just think about it this way. If he does not, in fact, shave his balls, I guarantee he's got some prickly pubes. And if this is the case, I guarantee that his wife has a couple lip blisters. You know what a lip blister is? It is basically a scab that you get on your lips from either eating pussy or you know, if you're a girl sucking a dick and then you get a hair, logically... Well, okay,
0: that about wraps it up for this uh, episode of Drunk Mysteries. Um, I want to thank our sources, the New York Times, uh, Glowing Auras and Black Money is the name of the article by them that kind of exposes Then there's the Washington Post article which goes in further detail about the second band. And video. let's
1: not forget the new kids on the block. If you guys don't remember NKOT. that band, then you haven't lived.
0: Right, so I think, Ben, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, well, you I guys, Mandelo, I, would,
1: Especial. I would love to thank Mandelo Especial and funny. the Mexican people for that matter. I mean, this is brewed in Mexico, it tastes like Mexico, and it has two lions on the cover. And you know what people say about people in Mexico? They're only men, they're muchachos. Cool. And then that I brings it home.
0: That's all we have tonight on Drunk Mysteries. Wait, hang on, let's do that again. That's all we got tonight on Drunk Mysteries. mysteries.
1: Wait, God bless, God bless you.